0: Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Burgaw, North Carolina, 28425. Every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org.
1: Healer, we thank you for being Jehovah Shalom. God, you are peace. God, we thank you for being El Roy. God, you see us. God, we thank you for being El Rohai. God, you are our shepherd. We just give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise on today, God, for who you are. And for everything, God, that you have done, we thank you for being Adonai. God, you our Lord, you our master. God, we just love on you this morning. We appreciate you this morning. There is no other God like you. God, we thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. We thank you, God, for him shedding his blood for the remission of our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our helper, who is our teacher, who's our God on the inside. And Father, we thank you that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. And God, you shall get all the glory, you shall get all the honor, and you shall get all the praise on today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you would... Open your Bibles once again to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. And let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Father, we just thank you for your word on today. We thank you that your word is truth. Sanctify us in truth on today. 2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 7 reads, For we walk... By faith and not by sight. You may be seated. Another version of the Bible says we live by what we believe, not by what we can see. We live by what we believe, not by what we can see. This is a faith walk. If you are a born again believer, I'm going to say this again. If you are a born again believer. Believer, if you are saved, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, this is how you have to live. You have to live by what you believe. That's faith. Not by what's going on around you. And I don't know about you, but it's a lot of things that's going on around us today. And it's a lot of things that sometimes the church get entangled with because... We don't trust God the way we need to trust God. And we trust in other things and we trust in other means. And I'm going to say this again, and I say it over and over and over again. We're in a time that you cannot put your trust in people. You cannot put your trust in material things. You cannot put your trust in anything or anyone but God. I'm going to say it again. We get so entangled with man that no matter what man tell us, we believe what they say. Because if you around a person so long, you develop a relationship with that person. And you begin to trust that person to the extent of saying, they will not hurt me. They will not leave me. They will always tell me the truth. But I beg you to differ. There's not only one person that will never leave you, yes. that will never forsake you, and that is Jesus. Yes. If you put anybody above him, you're going to be in a mess. Yes. Your husband, your wife, your children, your dog, your cat, whoever it is, if you're putting them above God, you're already in a mess. Right. I'm going to say it again. We love our spouses. We love our children. We love our animals. Some of us love our jobs. But if you're loving those things more than you're loving God, you are in a mess. Because those things are going to leave. Starting with the spouse, starting with the husband, the wife, the children, they're going to leave one day. The dog and the cat, they tend to stay around. You know, because they know they got to be fed. (laughs) But they will leave, and they will come back with babies. Come on, somebody. For you to feed the babies. They know who to come home to. But I'm saying today, our trust has to be in God. Cannot be in no one or nothing else. I keep saying this over and over again, but God. I don't know about you. Man can say. And then you put your trust in man, but then man turn around and say something else. Have y'all heard that before? Have you ever heard man say, oh, it's all right. It'll be okay. Then the next minute they turn it around and say, well, you know, we missed this. God don't miss nothing. When God says something, he's not going to change. Because the Bible says God is not man. That he shall lie. Neither the son of man. That he shall repent. God said have I not said it. Now do we know what God really said. That's the problem. He said have I not said it. And shall I not do it. Have I not spoken it to you. And shall I not make it good. And I'm going to stop right here with this point. Because I got to look at this lady over here sitting beside right here. I'm pointing at you. Yeah, you got your hand right here. God said, remind her whatever I said, God said, I'm going to do it. No matter what the situation is, no matter what it appeared to be, God said, it's already done. There's been a moving and a shaking and going on in your life. But God said that there's going to be a calmness even in the midst of the storm. And God is saying, Peace be still. Even in the midst of everything that even your enemies is trying to do. Whatever they meant for harm, God said, I have already turned it around and made it for your good. And what you have given, God said, it's going to come right back unto you. So trust me and not in what you see. See, God want us to know I am man. I'm, I'm God. I'm not man. Whatever I say, God said, I'm going to do it. God said, how can you doubt me and believe man? He said, the reason why you doubt me is because you got more trust in man than you have in me. You have developed more of a relationship with man than you have developed with me. You're waiting on man to say it's all right when I already told you it was all right even before you talked with man. God said, who do you think I am? He said, I am the creator. He said, I created you. You didn't create yourself. He said, everything that was created and made was made by me. It was not made by man. He said, I know how it's supposed to work. I know the way it's supposed to be. And I gave you my authority to put things in place that are out of place. He said, whom do you think that I am? Who do you take me to be? You cannot compare me with man. Because I am not man. I am God. I am El Shaddai. I'm the almighty one. Don't compare me. God is saying this today because he said His people comparing him with things. God said, I am whom I say that I am. And I will do what I say that I will do. God said, you got to trust me more than you're trusting in what you see. And I think this is what's going on with the church. We're around too many people that are seeing naturally instead of seeing spiritually, but they say they know God. God said, if you know me, you will trust me. I was sitting there this morning and... My husband had fixed me some breakfast and as I was sitting there and I took the breakfast and each time I eat, I don't know about you, but I begin to bless my food. Some people don't even bless their food because they trust what they're eating. Everything that go in your mouth, bless this food, Lord, sanctify it, purify it, cleanse it of anything that's not of you. See, we do this because you don't know what's in it. You don't know even what somebody put in it that gave it to you. Not saying my husband trying to poison me either. (laughs) But you're supposed to always bless your food. You don't know what's going in the kitchen. You don't know what's coming out of the kitchen. You don't know if they spit in your food and waiting on you to throw up. You don't know. But we take the food and we just eat it. And we don't have no problem eating it. But when it comes to tasting and seeing how good this Bible is, we have a problem opening the word. God said, taste and see how good I am. Do we really taste him, taste the word? Do we really um, mull it over before we digest it? Do we really take it for what it is when he say Fear thou not because I am with thee. Be not dismayed because I am God. He said, I will what? He will keep you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Do we take that verse of scripture and mold it over to the point that fear has to leave? Because when he said, fear thou not. He's telling you not to fear. He said, because I am with you. And no matter what you go through, I'm not going to leave you. Nor am I going to forsake you because I'm God almighty. See, God don't need no help. It is us that needed the help. And that's why God sent his help to us. And this is why the word became flesh. So he could dwell amongst us. We have to live by what we believe. And the only thing we can believe in this day, this time, this hour, this moment, this second is what the word says. We cannot deviate y'all. I'm telling you the honest God truth. We cannot deviate, deviate from this word because even now they're coming out with vitamins that they have. Made that's saying, don't take this certain vitamin no more. Y'all don't know? Everything that man make has something wrong with it. And later on, they find it out after so many people have consumed it. Because it's man made. Everything that man make, it will malfunction. It will not last forever. But I got news for y'all. The Bible tells me. That heaven and earth shall pass away. But he said, my word is going to remain and it's going to stand forever. So when everything leave, God said the word is still going to be eternal from everlasting to everlasting to everlasting. So I don't know about you. i rather trust in what's not going to fail me. He said, because my word is forever settled in heaven. He said, the word that I send, is not coming back to me void. He said, it's not coming back to me empty, but it's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. It's going to make happen that which I have sent it to do, and it's going to prosper, y'all. And it's going to succeed, so it don't matter what it appear to be. God's word don't fail. There is no failure in God. But some of us in this room today, we really feel like God has failed me. Because some of you are saying, my marriage haven't changed. My circumstances haven't changed. My body is still in pain. My children are still cutting the food. My job is not right. So, God, you have failed me. God has not failed you because everything that God has said is written. The problem is once you start speaking that word, that's when the enemy turn up the heat, y'all. He turn up the heat because he don't want you to think that the word is working. The word is always at work. The only thing we got to do is believe in what God is saying. And the only way you can believe in what he's saying is, My son, pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my saying. That means when I incline my ear, y'all, my ear is sticking way out there to hear that gossip. Y'all don't know? People that really want to hear something, everybody around them, shh, be quiet. Hush, 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 hush. So he said, my son, pay attention to my word. That means that you want everything around you to be still because you're hearing the word. You're honoring the word. How many of us really honor the word? How many of us take the word for what it is when we're in the word and everything in the house is doing jumping jacks? We are supposed to say, be quiet. I'm honoring God. I'm in his word. When my children were young and they were growing up, and I have my time in the word of God after I have, you know, did what I need to do. Because when you're a mother, you just can't start out, start out with God, not let you start, start out real early. So when it was my time to be with the Lord, my children would not mess with me because they know I was in the word of God. And as they got older, they always respected. Mama, are, are you busy right now? Are you in your word? What you doing? And even the grandkids, Mima, ma, you still studying. Can I come to your house? See, they even respect God because that's how they were taught to respect God. But if you don't teach your children to respect him, then they're not going to acknowledge who he is. We got some kids that don't even know God because they don't, Have it in their home. They always hear fussing. They always hear cussing. They always hear crazy stuff. So when somebody say God, that's just a name. When somebody say Jesus, it don't move even a fly. They lost respect for God. They lost respect for his word because it starts with the parents. It starts at home. So we have to raise our children up. In the way that they should go. And when they're old, they're not going to depart from the way that they were raised. I don't know about you, but I was raised in a right way. Even though I chose the wrong way growing up, I came back to what's right. The proof is in the pudding. I didn't dot every I. I didn't cross every T. But I was taught what was right, y'all. And when you're taught the right way. You're not, you may go astray, but even a stray dog come home. A stray dog find his way home because he know what home is like. Ain't that right, a thief? They come back home. I ain't calling a thief no dog either. She you know what I'm talking about. They come back home. So God is saying today, church, we have to live by what we believe And I'm going to be honest with you. The majority of the church is saying, Lord, but don't believe him. The majority of the church is quoting scripture, but don't believe what the scripture is saying. We just want people to know that we can quote the quote, but we ain't living what we're quoting. If you're quoting it, you got to begin to live it so people know who you serve. They'll know who your God is. In the church. Sinners don't know who your God is because you're living like they living. Honey, hand me that mic, please. They're living just like sinners. See, people don't want to hear that. It really, I I get spiritually angry because I see how the majority of the church—they say Jesus, they sing Jesus. But they act like heathens. They talk about how good he is, but their lifestyle ain't up to how good he is. Because when I found out how good, y'all, my God was, things that I used to do, I don't tolerate no more. And I don't allow family to make me feel like I'm supposed to tolerate what you tolerate. at when that trumpet sounds, where you going to be? Who you going to be with? See, people are looking at a name, but if you ain't looking up to the name that's above all names, where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord, you're going to miss it. And we got a lot of church folks missing it because they're going on how they feel. What they think is right. But if it don't line up with what the word says, it ain't right. Quit being subject to people that ain't right. You got to tell them what's right and give them the choice to accept what's right. If they don't accept what's right, the blood is off your hands. But God has given you a mandate, a commission for you to go out and give the good news. The good news is for by grace, you're saved. God's unmerited, undeserved favor, you're saved. But it comes through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, meaning that you didn't have to do nothing to get his grace, but to appropriate it. It comes by faith, by what you believe. Churches are believing different things. I have a problem with that. Churches are believing. Some churches are believing the law is what's going to get them to heaven. Believing that as long as I pay my tithes, as long as I come to church, as long as I do this, that, or the other, I'm going to heaven. I got news for you today. For by grace, you're saved. Through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is God's grace that saves you. His love and kindness, His mercy, something that you didn't deserve. But because God loved you so much, God said, "I'm going to lay down my life for you." He demonstrated, He proved His love. Even while yet you were a sinner. The Bible says he died for you. Now I got a problem because we, the ones that say we know him, if he died for us and laid down his life for us, why are we treating everybody else wrongly? Because we don't know him. Because when I know him, I can love my enemies. I can bless those that curse me. I can love those that hate me. And I can pray for those who despitefully use me. Cause see, when I fell in love with him, I only fell in love with him because I first knew that he loved me. And when you know that he loved you that much, you ain't looking to you. You're looking to him. And that's how you live by what you believe. I ain't looking at who I used to be. I'm looking at who I am now that I'm in him. And if you look at who you are now that you're in him, it don't matter what they call you. You got a new identity. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he have no respectable person. He reigned on the just as well as the unjust. He said, therefore, if any man, Buddha be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we need to quit looking at people past life. We need to see who they are now. Because ain't nobody in this building perfect except in your spirit. The spirit is the real part of you that got born again. The spirit is the real part of you that is joined unto the Lord. That is one spirit with him. But this old soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, it got to be saved every day. This is why the Bible say be not conformed to this world. You can't be patterned after this world. After the dictates of this world. But you got to be transformed. That means change in your mind by the renewing of your mind. Then you will prove. You will know what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. Do you know what church folks are fighting? Because their minds ain't Do you know why you can't stand your brother and sister? still talking about about living about what we believe come on people ask me how do you put up with people because every day I remind myself self you are a new creation self you've been sanctified you've been justified You've been reconciled. You've been redeemed. You've been chosen. You've been accepted in the beloved. You've been forgiven. You've been healed. Come on, I got to remind myself on a daily basis. This is who you are now. So you don't act like you used to act. Come on, get in position, self. You got to tell yourself every day. You got a new identity. And the more you tell yourself about your new identity, you ain't going to want to do what you used to do. Come on. That's what grace done for you. Grace is what puts you in that position. You didn't do it yourself. Come on. Come on, somebody. You got to remind yourself. That's not who I am. Come on, when somebody call you stupid, begin to laugh at them and say, "I have the mind of Christ." Hmm. Y'all, I learned. I don't go on what my banks say because the Bible tells me I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed. In the field, I'm blessed. And the fruit of my womb and everything my hands touch is blessed. So I have to remind myself every day I am blessed because he has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I am blessed. And the blessings of the Lord makes me rich and it has no struggle. It has no sorrow to it. Y'all, I am blessed. I don't know about you, but I am blessed because the word says I am blessed. I don't have to do nothing to be blessed. I'm already blessed. So when you know that you're blessed, you don't look at what you see. I'm You got to recognize that's living by what you believe. And when we do these things, we'll be in our house doing jumping jacks, we'll be in our house doing things that we couldn't do. Oh, Arthur don't have nothing on us no more. That's arthritis. Because I went in the word this morning. And the word is telling me, this is how I want you to live. He said, don't worry about your food. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about how you're going to be clothed. He said, don't you know I'm your heavenly father and I knew what you were in the need of before you asked. Don't be like the heathens. Don't be like the Gentiles. Take no thought. you gonna eat? What you gonna drink? How you gonna be clothed? He say even the birds. Come on, they don't worry about when they come down on the earth. They know my father got something for me. Wherever I land, I'm gonna be fed. Aren't you better than the birds? But what do we do when the cereals getting you going to drink? Don't you know I'm God? Don't you know I'm El Shaddai? I'm almighty. I'm all powerful. I'm the all sufficient one. I knew your need before there was a need. He said, I am the bread that come downs from heaven. God said, don't you know this? I'll give you manta from heaven. We tend to forget. That God has loaded us with benefits, y'all. Don't y'all know that God already know what we need from day to day? Give us this day our daily bread. That's why he said man does not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of of God, God said, Don't you know I'll take little and I'll make it much? He said, Because I'm God, I'm still God, I change not. I know you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I knew you, I created you with a purpose. It is already written what's going to happen in your life. So why are you worried about tomorrow? Tomorrow have trouble of itself. What did I say to you? We live by what we believe and not by what we see. So as I'm sitting before God, so much just going in my head with the scriptures and everything God was bringing for this message. I'm like, okay, God, I'm just gonna shut everything down. You're gonna have to speak for me. You're gonna have to speak through me because it's just so much coming and I just wanna bring what you want me to bring. And then it goes back to you live by what you believe. Whatever's in you is gonna come up out of you. You can't make up nothing. You can't make up nothing to get an applause from the people. He said, you got to be focused. So then he began to show me some stuff in the word and God began to say, people don't understand faith. I have given them something that they yet don't understand. The Bible tells me, y'all know oh Peter, how Peter was the one that, Denied Christ three times, but when Peter got endued with the power. See, this is why I say the churches are not on one accord. Because some churches say you don't need to be endued with nothing, you got all you need. You already got the Holy Spirit, but you got to have some power to be effectual witnesses for Him. And God is saying today, Where are my witnesses? Not mouths, but witness. Whatever you do, it got to be a witness behind what you're doing. So Peter, he walked with Jesus. Come on, can you imagine, y'all? Can anybody imagine how those apostles was right there in the midst of Jesus? Some people say, I wish I was with them in that day, you got more than they ever had. More than they ever had. Even though Jesus was right there, Jesus did give them what they needed to do what he wanted them to do. But we go back and look at Moses and we look at Elijah and they want what we got today. And we're not even using what we got. I was talking to Kim this morning and I was talking about how sometimes we put stuff in attics. Forget it. Don't even recognize it's up there. There's no need for it. But when it's time to throw it away, oh, I need that. My husband said, what you going to do with it? I'm going to need it. Don't know what I'm doing right now, but you better not touch it. Well, Amanda's been up here and you, I don't you, touch it. Then later on you go back up there. You can't use it. The heat got it. So it's some things that we need to get rid of. And that's what I'm going to talk about. Doing this teaching because some of us don't know what faith is. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means God has given me some faith. So I can have some insurance, a title deed of what I'm hoping for. If I didn't have faith, I wouldn't have no hope. Y'all don't get it? Now faith is the substance, the title deed, the insurance of what you're hoping for. It is the proof, the evidence of what's not yet seen. So what God said I had to do even for you to be saved. He says the Holy Spirit had to come in with conviction after the word of God was spoken. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing come by the gospel. So if you're not hearing the gospel, guess what? You ain't going to have So faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So when you begin to hear the word of God, like you're hearing it this morning, your baby is leaping on the inside of you because it's stirring up some word that's right there. That's from the deep within. And you're saying, yes, Lord, it's already mine. Yes, Lord, it's already done because you're hearing faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. So the word of God have to be spoken for your faith to be activated. And God has given all of us the same measure of faith according to Romans 12.3. So all of us in here shouldn't be so arrogant and think we got more than somebody else. The only reason why your faith look greater is because you're doing what somebody else ain't doing with what they have. Amen. It ain't because nobody got more faith than anybody else. Matter of fact, the same faith, getting back to Peter, that Peter had, we got. He said we got light, precious faith. Meaning there's no excuse. When Peter raised the dead body, you got the same faith Peter had when he raised Dorcas from the dead. You got the same faith that Jesus had when he walked the earth. And then we asked the God for more faith. That's alive from the pit of hell. I don't need more faith. I got all I'm getting. If I was serving soup today, and I used one of those soup spoons, and each time somebody came through the line, it was measured. It was right there, same amount. So when somebody come back to me and say, "You gave Sonya more than you gave me," no, I didn't. Why her bowl look fuller than mine? Maybe because she ate hers like you ate yours. That's how faith is. He gave all of us the same measure of faith. Don't get mad at me. If you're seeing stuff come my way and it ain't coming your way, I'm activating what I got. I'm using what God gave me. So don't get jealous over me. We serve the same God. We have the same Father. Activate your faith. Live by what you believe and get your mouth off me. They don't need nothing. They got everything. I got just the same God I got you got. But the only difference is I'm using what he gave me. God, if you gave it to me, I'm using it. God, if you say this is supposed to work, I'm going to try it out. God, if you say I can love my enemy, come here, enemy my love is going to do it. It's the love of God that's shed abroad in my heart through the Holy Ghost that's going to love that enemy because I can't do it myself. I want to slap him. That's my human side of me, but that spirit is telling me, ah, uh, the Holy Spirit is reminding me what the word of God is saying, but we they hate me. Child, I already knew they hated you. You didn't know. You late. Now they ain't only mad at them, they mad at you too. You got to remind them of who they are, not what you noticed too. That's making them matter. Come on, you got to root up. You got to tear down. You got to tell them the truth. You can't pat them on the back. Baby, like Sisseney said, baby. (laughs) Ain't no baby. You got to tell them the truth. The word says. This is what the word says. And as long as you do what the word say, you're going to be hated, baby. (laughs) We can't go outside of this word. Because the Bible tells us if they hated him, Jesus said they hated me, and you really are following me? you truly my disciple. They're going to hate you. Let me tell you something. When you get deep in this word, not trying to prove yourself, but living the life that God's already made for you, your sister and brother ain't going to like you. Your dad and mommy ain't going to like you if they ain't with Jesus. Your friends ain't going to like you no more. The Bible tells you that. Father and son going to be in disagreement. Mother and daughter. Sister and brother. Have y'all read the word? So why are you trying to make friends with an enemy? That's how it's going to be. That shouldn't stop you from living your life the way you need to live it. Because at the end of the day. They're going to need you more than you're going to need them. And that's why you got to stand doing all you got to stand. You can't give up what you believe to keep family, to keep friends. You got to stand on the truth. That's why Jesus said, sanctify them in truth. Jesus even said, don't take them out of the world, but sanctify them in truth. Because Jesus knew they were going to go through some things. Do you think you're not going to go through nothing? Do you think you're not going to go through nothing because you saved? That's when you're going through something. That's when you're going to know if you're really saved or not. If you're really going to trust God now, you're going to know when you go through something. That's why he took them through the wilderness. He said, I let you go all of these years to test you, to see where your heart was for me. God is testing some of you in this room now to see if your heart is really for him. We don't settle for the world. We don't. When you know truth, you tell truth regardless how people feel because you're living by what you believe. So when we look at Peter and them, Peter and them went through some things because they were living by what they believed. They were living by what they were taught, y'all. Come on, when you go in the Word of God, these people were truly standing on what the Word of God was saying. They got locked up. They were in prison, Paul and Silas. But guess what? They began to pray. They began to sing. And the prison doors began to open. There was an earthquake. There was a suddenly. So Paul and them went through. Why? Because they delivered the girl that had divination. She was giving much gain to her master. But Paul said, come out of her. You spirit of divination. Paul couldn't leave her in that state. So they locked Paul up in Silas. But as they locked them up and they beat them and they put them in chains. They were living by what they believed. They began to give God some praise. They began to pray to God. They didn't focus on their pain. They didn't focus on what the people were doing to them. They focused on their commission for God because they knew I'm already taken care of. It's the people that's going to lose their life. But if I lose my life tonight, I know where I'm going to be. But these people are going to be lost. So I'm going to give God some glory. I'm going to begin prison doors begin to open. And not only did Paul save the ones in prison, he, the jailer, he saved his house. What's happening, church? We have too much of self on our mind. When is the last time we truly prayed for others? I mean, truly prayed. And took your mind off of what you need or how you feel or what somebody think about you and begin to say, God, I'm getting ready. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost because God, I don't know what's going on in this one house or that one house, but the spirit, he's going to pray on my behalf. Because I have some weaknesses, God. I have some things that's going on that I can't even talk about. And I'm pretty sure other people have some things that's going on. So I'm just going to pray in the Holy Ghost. See, God gives you those tongues for a reason. He gives you those tongues to build you up in your most holy faith. He gives you those tongues to pray over situations that you don't know how to pray over. And some of you don't even use your tongues. And then you wonder why you're still going through. Because you're being lazy with something God has given you. We got to live by faith. Live by what you believe and not by what you see. Sometimes you got to do a dance. You got to begin to praise him. Even in the midst of your oppression and depression, you got to begin to praise him. Because you're saying, God, you have given me praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I'm going to praise my way through this. But some of us just sit there. And complain and murmur about what you don't have and what this one have and how this one don't deserve it and how you deserve it. Come on. You got to renew your mind. We're supposed to rejoice with our brother and sister when they get. We're supposed to give God glory that they have. Well, God, I've been saved for 20 years. They've been saved for a day and they got a house. Glory. How's that working? How's that working out for you? They're going to lose their house. Watch what I say. Speaking witchcraft. Brothers and sisters speaking witchcraft because you're jealous. Because you didn't do what you needed to do with what you had. So you in somebody else's house trying to shut their house down. I know God is speaking in this place. You're trying to shut somebody else's house down because you're jealous. you envious. You want what they got. You pass by and see what they got and you roll your eyes. <laughs> Barely beat the horn. Never know who watching you. Somebody watching you. Then see somebody get something new. You don't know how they got it. You talking about oh, they say they ain't have no money. It didn't mean it had to be my money, your money, or nobody else's money. It's God's money. You don't know how we get what we get. This is the gospel bird. And it's real good. And it's seasoned with the best salt. Because I am the salt of the earth. I am a city that sits on a hill. I'm letting my light shine before men so they can see my good works, So my father shall be glorified in heaven. See, when we get over us, our self-righteousness, Depending on us to get us somewhere. That's when we're trusting in us, more than we're trusting in God. God said, I'm I'm waiting on you to let go of you. I'm waiting on you to let go of you and trust me. Y'all, this is a walk of faith. This is walking by living by what you believe. If you don't believe it, you can't live it. Some of us trying to live something we don't believe because we're trying to You know, set up something for people to think we got it going on with Jesus. Just be who you are in the flesh. Because see, a spiritual minded person is going to know that's not God. Because what you say and you doing, that don't add up with my God. Because when God do something, he don't need for you to do what you doing to get it. Only thing he needs for you to do is get his instructions and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. See, when you work too hard, that's you. When God do something, you turn around and say, my God, my Lord, I know that was you. It was nobody but you. God, nobody could have done that but you. Nobody could have finish that but you God nobody could have healed me but you see it always have to go back to him and not man cause if it go back to man man got to say that wasn't me if they ain't saying that wasn't me God ain't in it that wasn't me I didn't do nothing I get at God. That's bringing glory to God. This is why every time somebody say something to me, I say to God be all the glory because if it was not for him, I couldn't do what I do. So all glory, all honor, all praise go back to him. So we got to know what faith is. We got to know how faith come. No word, no belief. You got to have the word to activate your faith. When you look in the Bible at so many, and I look at Abraham, I look at Noah. Noah had to build an ark. He didn't know how to build no ark. But when God told Noah, Noah this is what I want you to do. No, my Bible didn't tell me Noah backtalk God. Only thing my Bible told me that Noah begun the work. He began to do what God told him to do and how God told him to do it. And when Noah got finished, and he brought in everything God told him to bring in, y'all check this out. God told Noah to bring in the animals. God told Noah to bring in his family. Who did he give the commands to? He gave them to who? Noah. So Noah did everything God told him to do. And guess who shut the door? God. Do you know why? Some doors ain't shut in your life. Because you're doing it. You ain't obeying God. The doors that God shut, nobody can open. The doors that God open, nobody can shut. So if your doors ain't open for you yet, it ain't on God. You need to go back and say, God, what am I not doing? And then God will tell you, he said, ain't yet time yet. He said, there's a time and there's a season for everything. And right now, you got to go through this wilderness experience to get rid of you, your pride, your disobedience, your rebellion, your stubbornness, your rejection. I'm calling it out up in here. Right. Your unforgiveness. You looking up to you, you got to stay in this wilderness until you know that I am who I say that I am, and you are who you need to be in me and not in you. So how long do you want to take this journey? Because some of them didn't even come out. Everything. God said, I'm taking you through this. So you can turn to me. So you can say, God, what you want me to do with this? God, how do you want me to handle this? Have you ever been in a situation that it just wore you completely out and you just swept it under the rug and say, forget it. Until one day. You sat down and you begin to have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. Guess what? He already know. God said, don't you know I already know your troubles? You wasting all that breath telling me all about your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your lover. Everything. I already know about it. Now what we need to be talking about is got how I get through it. I already know what you done and how you done it. Let's talk about how I get through it. And God begin to open the word up to you. And open the word up to you. He began to reveal it unto you. He began to illuminate that word to you. And then the same thing, you swept up under the rug. God said, now bring it out from under that rug and let's deal with what you don't want to deal with. And I'm going to show you how quick you could have dealt with it. But you want to do it yourself. And all of a sudden, because of the reveal word, because that word was open, that word was everything is naked before God. So by being that I open up and I told God, okay, God, I got a problem with some rejection. God said, baby, you already accepted. You already adopted. So when I take that word and I meditate on that word of who I am now that I'm in him, I don't have to sweep this stuff back under the rug because I don't have to worry about what people think about me. It was already solved over 2,000 years ago. God knew I wasn't going to be accepted. God knew I was going to be the ugly duckling in the family. God knew these things, but God said, I had a plan and I had a purpose for your life. Plans for good and not evil. Plans for hope and a future. I had a plan for you so you don't worry about how people feel about you. They're going to talk about you, but I want you to stay focused. So we go back, we looked at how faith come and we have the same faith Jesus had. Everything that Jesus have, we got it. The problem is we ain't using it like he used it. We're not trusting God like he trusted God. The only way we trust God the way we need to, if there's a death sentence and medicine can't help you no more. When there's a financial situation where you can't borrow from this one or that one or the other no more. Everybody done cut you loose financially. The the banks, you can't even go to these little side jobs. Y'all know them side jobs that they give you money with a high rate? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I've been to them through the years, could never pay them things off. That was the worst thing. Go get your $500, your $5,000 in debt, and wonder where it come from. <laughs> then you pay that little bit of $500 off, and then you go get the 100 You got some money, got 100 and still in debt. <laughs> so when all of that wear out, when family wear out, they see you coming, they shut the door. You ain't got nobody to depend on. Now you're looking to the hills. Now you're saying this. I'm looking to the hills, church. (laughs) For which cometh my help. I'm content. Oh, yeah, you're content because you can't get nothing. Anybody can be content when you can't get nothing. Come on, we can be content when we can't go to the bank no more. When we can't go to nobody no more. We're content. Do anybody have that contentment today? And we can bless the Lord. Cause we content cause we can't go nowhere. But soon as we can get a card, y'all know what I'm talking about? Credit card. And they sending them all the time. Even when you got bad credit, they give you credit to hold you hostage. That's when we get settled for a whole year. I'm trusting God. Then all of a sudden you get turned loose. And your credit count of back in order now because you're paying people. All of a sudden, they send you something in the mail. You've been pre-approved for $10,000. only thing you got to do is sign this check. Thank you, Jesus. You've been tested and tried. Just sign the check. Now, if you're happy and you know, clap your hand. If you're happy and you know, stomp your feet. If you're happy and you know, your faith is sure to grow. If you're happy and you know, tell the Lord so. Because you did it. Then when it's time to pay that 20000 back, I'm going to look to the hills, church, <laughs> for whence cometh my help. My help always comes from the heart. Ho- Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you! Woo! Want to do it? And I hear, I, I hear the Lord say, there's somebody in this room. He told you to bless me. Now, come on now. Do what he said now. Do what he said. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That is not living by what you believe. That's living by how you feel. When we truly live by what we believe, in every given situation, we're turning to God. And we're admitting, I can't do this. But I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengthens me. You got to humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you in due season. There was a prophet in the Bible. His name was Habakkuk. And Habakkuk was getting before God because the people were so rebellious. They were sinning. They were doing things they shouldn't do. And he was wondering... God, how can you let these people go this long? Then he began to pray back to God again. Because God allowed the Babylonians to come in. And they were the worst enemies they could have. So Habakkuk was seeing how they were doing them. And so he said, I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch to hear what God has to say. So God said, Habakkuk, what I'm getting ready to say, I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down so the people could see it, so they'll be able to run with it. But then he told them, even though they're going to be in the midst of their enemies, I'm paraphrasing it. He said, the just shall live by faith. You wonder where that come from? Paul quoted it from Abaca. Because they were going through some things, and he said, even though they're going through some things... They're going to live by what they believe. They still got to trust me. Even though they're in the midst of their enemies. And I'm not going to take them out until it's time to take them out. They still got to trust me. And through trusting me, they're going to get through what they're going through. What am I telling you today? There may be some situations that you're in that you put yourself in. God say you still got to trust me. Because you're going to go through that situation. But you're going to come out knowing that I am. That I am. And that I will do. Do what I said I will do because I'm God almighty. Then God showed me, and I'm going to close on this one. He showed me another one in the Bible. It was Numbers 13. God was telling them to go spy out the land, but I want y'all to understand what God was saying. God had given them the land of Canaan. And on that land, he said, it flowed like milk and honey. God said, that land is already yours. Now, this is one thing I question God about. I said, wait a minute, God, wait a minute. If you gave them the land, why they got to go spy out something you gave them? You already know what's on that land, but you got to read your Bible. When you look at the amplified version of that, God said, let them go spy out the land For yourselves. Yourselves. See, what was happening, they were taking territory. And they were getting happy with the territories that they were taking. So when you go to Deuteronomy, the first chapter, when you read the first chapter, it talks about how they told Moses, let us go in and spy out this land. So Deuteronomy is only going over where they already been. Y'all know that, right? So, Deuteronomy, they were saying, let us go in and spout this land and see what this territory is about. Because, see, that's what they were doing before. But God told them in Numbers 13, if you read in an Amplified Classic, it said, go in and spout yourself. God said, I don't need to spout nothing. I already know what I told you. So, God only wanted them to trust him. That's it. Take my word, and you don't have to spout Take me at my word, and you don't have to check out nothing. So guess what? They chose the tribes, one from each tribe. They went in, they spied out. It was a good land. It bared some good fruit. They saw how many people was on the land. They saw um, how it was fortified. So they're going to bring back a report. When they brought back the report, they said, oh, the fruit. Oh, this is good in the land. But there's giants in that land. And they will surely overtake us because we look like grasshoppers. But it was two that went on that journey. They didn't look at the giants. They looked at what God had already said. They said, we can overtake. They got mad because they had two where two or three are gathered together. He said, I'm in the midst of them. So guess what? They got mad at them too and said, let's stone them. Oh, God said, oh, no, you ain't going to stone them. Because them the ones that's trusting me, them the ones that's living by faith, walking by faith and not by what they see. So what am I saying today? Church, are we truly living by what we believe according to what God has said? Are we trying to make something happen that's already happened? Y'all, everything has happened that's gonna happen. We just get into it. Everything has already been written about you, you just living it day to day. So every day you get up, we have to say, This is the day, God, that you have made. God, I shall, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, you only know what this day is going to bring, but I thank you for preparing me, making me ready for this day. And some of us get up and just go and don't even think about God. Oh, forgive me. Some of them say, hallelujah, anyhow. Hey, God. Zoom. Zoom. Don't want to hear what he got to say because we go going on these jobs and spending more time figuring out what they want us to do instead of sitting before God before we get before them. Because whatever pop up, God will give you a scripture and let you know this is what's going to be today. And this is what I want you to stand on today. That's why we got to seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But our seekers are not seeking God, they're seeking what the world is doing and how the world is doing it. And we, quit seeking Google and the internet for your answers. Everybody got a different answer. One day it's a wart, next day it's cancer, next day it's fungus. Which is it, my Lord? Now you're so fearful because you done got three different diagnoses and you're looking at your toe. Well, let me look back on the computer. They say that's fungus. Well, they say that's cancer. Then that one says it's just dirt. You need to wash your feet. I think I'm going to take the dirt. I don't want the cancer and I don't want the fungus. I'm going a, I'm to a soak this toe in some Clorox. And if it come clean, I know you're right, God. Do you think somebody doing this? I don't come up with this for no reason. And guess what? And the thing is, you're trying to make sure your glasses ain't deceiving you. You got to blow it up to begin to see it. Because you trying to figure it out. Instead of sitting with your father. I said, Father God, what do you have to say about this? God, what worry me already done worried you. God, what I'm concerned about, you you, you know me, God. You told me to cast all my cares upon you because you cares for me. So here I am, and God, I know, you already know me. This is a boulder that's getting me to come at you, because I've been holding stuff and acting like it's been all right, but you already knew it was never all right. And all of a sudden, we're giving God your heart. that's what God wants. God wants your heart, y'all. He's tired of the deception. He's tired of the hypocrites. He's tired of people trying to be what they're not. He just wants you to be who you are in him. He wants you to live that life in him. And I have always learned, and I share this with people, leave people alone. That's where their heart is. They may do it because you're asking them, but they ain't going to do it again. Because their heart was never there to do it. We're just going to use the people where their heart is. If their heart is there, they're going to continue to do it. And you don't have to keep asking them to do it. Y'all, this is a heart thing. If your heart ain't in a thing, don't do it. Because God ain't honoring that. Some people show up to say, I've been there. But you're not there. Because your heart is not there. If we go into churches today, churches would be half empty, maybe two, three, four left, if God pulled them out because their heart was shown. People are hiding behind things and they just want people off their back. (laughs) So that's why they do things so people won't say nothing to them. Do y'all know that's manipulation? That's deception? It's time for us to do what the word tells us to do. And the more time you spend with God, the more fellowship you have with God. Nobody have to tell you to clean a bathroom. Nobody have to tell you to mop. Nobody have to tell you to sweep. I'm talking about in your house. You got to do it in your house before you do it in the church house. When you spend time with God, I'm going to give you an example with me. The more time I spend with God, things that irk me with my husband, don't irk me no more. Little simple stuff. Y'all know, women, how we clean and leave something here. Move it. You didn't find that there, did you? Move it. So this is what the Lord tell me. Before I can even open my mouth, the Holy Spirit is saying, move it. Okay. Okay, and then in your mind, you're like, but if he put it there again. Okay, y'all. Do we have some people that think like that?" And then we let it build and build, and then we watch to see. I'm going to wait on you to put that again. I'm going to blow you out. How is that helping me, and how is that helping him? That's just strife in the home. Where strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. So if I don't settle that in a nice way and say, honey, do you mind putting this over here instead of leaving it there? That would help me so much. So humble. Okay, will it be all right here? Sure. End the conversation. Then I feel like a fool. Y'all don't? Husbands can be so nice, some of them, so well, you know, mannered and just nice. But some women that have a lot of baggage is ready to knock the husband out without a cause. So what am I saying, y'all? This is what's going to deliver Heal and set the captives free. So whatever is going on in your home and both of you supposed to be born again, there's supposed to be a solution somewhere. It's right here. I have learned y'all. And I'm going to say this. We can pray all day long. Oh, Lord. Come by here, Lord, that man I married. Oh, Jesus, you know who I'm talking about, dear Lord. Come by here, Lord, come by here. Oh, Lord, that man gonna need you. So come by here. Oh, how I tried, Lord, oh, how I tried. He just don't listen, Lord. Oh, he don't listen. I need you, Lord. Then you come out. Hey, baby. I gave it to Jesus. We all right. No, you're not. You just made yourself happy. But the problem is still there. Just like an alcoholic or anybody who addicted to anything till you get to the root of that addiction, you're going to go back and do the same thing. You're going to have the same attitude. Y'all, I have learned to deal with me so I can deal with my husband, my kids, and all y'all. If I can get over me, I know I can get over y'all. Y'all don't know? It begins with me first. So if I can deal with me, I can deal with any old body. Deal with yourself. Then you can live and you can walk by faith. And next week, as this continue, we're going to talk about the things that get in our way. Not lest the Lord change it. The sermon that's stopping you from living this abundant life that God has created for you to live. Amen? We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by, we live by what we believe, not by what we see. We are spiritual beings, y'all. We live by what's in heaven, not by what's on this earth. Amen. To God be the glory. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. And I want to say this before the announcement.
0: Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.